Yvette McLean and Diana Wright of Speak, The Universe Listens. What we love doing is inspiring and providing the tools needed for our listeners all over the globe to be your best selves, to live your best lives, and to easily create abundance in your relationships, finances, and health. Today's topic is reprogramming the subconscious mind. So, Yvette, what's what is the subconscious mind? Okay, so typically, and I think I'm use I will use subconscious and unconscious interchangeably, okay. right? Okay, so we all know what the conscious mind is, and that's the chatter that you hear every day in your brain. That's the part of your mind that you know that is there. You know what's going on. You know what you're thinking. You're hearing it, and it's just talking, talking, talking to you at all times. Um, but then your subconscious mind, that's that part of your mind you don't even realize is back there. And it's, it's actually what's the driving force of who you are, how you behave on a day-to-day basis. And typically, your subconscious mind um, is said to rule about 95% of what you do every day. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's something... Typically, it gets ingrained or like hardened as a youth. So a lot of your subconscious mind is the stuff that happened to you in, a, in your childhood. They are the messages that you received as a child. They are the belief systems mm-hmm. that you okay. know you were programmed with through your family, through your community, through your country. You know, all of that is all in our subconscious mind. So it's kind of like, okay, conscious is like if you think of an iceberg. So you see the top of it. So that's the conscious. Mm-hmm. So the subconscious is this big wall that's below. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff in the subconscious would mm-hmm. be, a lot of it for us is the junk. You know, it's the misconceptions that we have about life, about ourselves, about our limits. Um, what what we can do, what we can't do. Um, and a lot of it was brought about really by accident. You know, like, for example, I have a friend who she's always like, I just can't do math. And she can't. She cannot do math. <laughs> but she had a experience when she was a child when she was told to go to the blackboard and to work out a math problem, and she couldn't work out the math problem. And she was kind of ridiculed by her teacher at the blackboard. And so from that day forward, she believed she couldn't do math. And that's the thing about the subconscious mind. It's beautiful in that, in a sense, it's your best friend. Because whatever you tell it, it says, okay. So if you say, I can't do math, it says, you sure can't. <laughs> you know? So in a sense, it's beautiful. And then in the other sense, because you're not realizing what's going on under there, it can also be to your detriment. Um, so yes, it's great to be aware that it's all this stuff going on and to start bringing to your conscious awareness the stuff that's going on in your subconscious mind. Okay, so it's kind of like when you're saying one thing but you're thinking another, and then thinking another, that's the stuff that's in the back, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that driving force that is really surrounding you. Because you were talking about, it starts when, we, when you're a child. So, you know, it's how we're taught, 
you know, um, our belief systems, how we believe in ourselves, what happened in school, you know, all of those types of things just kind of just manifest mm -hmm. and just grows into, I guess when you grow into an adult, that just sticks there, but mm -hmm. you don't even realize where it's coming from because that's just been a way of life. Right. So a lot of times, I guess the question would be, if I don't know what I'm thinking, how can I change it? Hmm. Right? Well, that's a good question. How do you know what, you, how, you know, how did you change it? How do you change your subconscious mind? Well, I think the process is similar for everyone. Um, because in order to know what's in your subconscious mind, the only thing you have to do is look around you. Whatever results you're producing, that speaks volumes as to what's going on in your subconscious mind. So like I always say, I already know what you're thinking because I can see what you've produced. Um, and that's, that's what we can do. We can look at what our results are and we can figure out what our subconscious mind is thinking. Um, like a lot of times people will consciously think beautiful thoughts, but nothing good it seems to be coming. And it's like, well, why, you know? And the reason why is because those subconscious thoughts are actually stronger than your conscious thoughts. Like you, you have to, we have to get in a process of practicing our conscious thoughts in such a way that they can override our subconscious. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting because um, I actually walked barefoot across um, red hot coals. And I did this in a conference that I went to. And of course, your subconscious mind is telling you, don't do that. <laughs> right, don't do that. <laughs> That's not a good idea. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you have all types of fears associated with putting your barefoot on hot coals. Um, however, in the conference, the conference was maybe like three days and about 16 hours each day. So it's very intensive conference. Um, but in that, the whole conference was spent reprogramming our minds. And at the end of the conference, not only did I willingly put my feet on that coal, but I didn't get burned. And so it was like my, I was able to override my subconscious through my conscious behaviors. And so um, that obviously is focused thinking you know, and what we had to do throughout the entire conference is we would put ourselves in a state where we would think about, we would do like a power pose. It's just like some pose that you just make up where you feel powerful. And I had like a, a Wonder Woman pose or whatever, <laughs> but you do your power pose and then you visualize yourself walking across the hot embers and getting across. And at the end, you just jump up and down, celebrating like, yes, I did it. I did it. And so we literally would high five everybody around us. So it was like we were practicing in our brain, walking across the fire time and time again, time and time again throughout the three days. And so when it came time to walk across the fire, I had no doubt in my mind that I could do it. And so it was, it's just an a, a example of how you really can override your subconscious. But it does take work. But that was only three days worth of work. That's amazing. So you walked, you didn't run. 
<laughs> you walked. Exactly. <laughs> I walked across the hot coals. Okay. And I, I don't know my measurements, but hmm, I'm going to say, I probably should have looked it up, but I'm going to say maybe six feet. Hmm. At the distance of about six feet or seven feet. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think um, this... You know, listening to what you're saying and in the subconscious mind where a lot of, you know, growing up and into my adulthood, a lot of my adulthood, um, you know, I had low self-esteem, you know, really didn't think I was worthy of, um, of love or when I was in a, a relationship, um, kind of put up with some things that I would, I shouldn't, I wouldn't today mm -hmm. as the woman that I am, you know, so I didn't realize at the time when I was going through all of those things and, you know, um, you know, being, having low self-esteem, you know, I didn't know that I could change that, mm -hmm. you know, and when I did change it and decide that I was going to love me, that I was worthy, if I was only worthy to myself, that was enough. Mm -hmm. And when I changed that, it was amazing of how to do that, but I had to ignore that subconscious, that other voice that I would always hear that kept me in that place for so long. Mm -hmm. So is that an example of it? You mean, is that an example of your overriding your subconscious? Yes. Yeah, well, it's interesting because um, what's great is your subconscious actually came to your conscious awareness. And so um, typically there are a couple of ways to change your subconscious mind. Um, and a lot of times, so change is not nece doesn't necessarily take a long time. Like people tend to think that, oh, it's going to take a long time to change. But change can happen in an instant. Yeah. And a lot of times it could be just something that just happened, like uh, an experience will happen and it'll change the whole way you see the world, mm -hmm. the whole way you see that type of thing. Um, so change can happen in an instant, doesn't have to take years, you know. Um, so I'm thinking somewhere along the way, something happened that caused you to realize, wait a minute, what am I doing? Right. This doesn't make sense for me. And that, that thought process came to your conscious awareness and you're like, you know what, this doesn't make sense to me anymore. It's time to do something right. different. And it didn't take long once it clicked. Right. Yeah. And so that could be for any of us. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And I remember seeing this demonstration, um, and this was actually Tony Robbins as well, where he had asked, was there anybody in the audience who could not catch a ball? And so, you know, people raised their hand, and um, so he chose someone, and so he's like throwing the ball to them, mm -hmm. and they, they can't catch it. <laughs> Every single time, they miss the ball. And so uh, then he asked them, to when he throws the ball to them, for them to tell him what side of the ball, this black X that he had marked on the ball, what side of the ball is it on? Is it facing up? Is it facing down? Is it facing to the left or to the right? And so when the person would, um, he throw the ball and the person would catch the ball and they would say, oh, the X is facing up or oh, the X is facing left or whatever. And so the whole audience is laughing every time the person catches the ball and tells him which way the arrow is facing. The person doesn't even realize that she's now catching the ball, right? Because she's so focused on which way is this X. <laughs> and so that was like a great example of, you know, like in her brain, 
was she focused was, on the X. Right. But her brain was telling her, I can't catch a ball. Therefore, she could not <laughs> catch a ball. But she could tell you what side the X is on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so she was able to catch the ball so that she can say which way the X was going. So it, it's very interesting because really... All that is, is if you keep your eye on the ball, you can catch the ball, mm-hmm. right? And so, obviously, if she wasn't catching the ball, she wasn't looking in the right place. But, yeah, so our brains can play all kinds of tricks on us, you know. So, our subconscious mind, if you say, I can't do it, it'll be like, you sure can. Yep. Okay. <laughs> if you say, you can, then it will say, you, you sure can. can. So, yeah, so it's a matter of when um, we're looking out into the world and we're not getting the things that we want. And we think we're thinking the correct things. Chances are we're not. It's that whole, as you say, that thing that's below the water, mm-hmm. underneath the iceberg, the big part that is saying, Mm-mm, that's not your real belief. You don't believe that. And so it's up to us to override that belief. So you really have to, you know, really get into, you know, knowing what you're thinking. You know, and figuring out if you're like what you just stated, if you're not getting the things that you want, then there's something else there that you need to really think about. Are you thinking, you know, um, about something that's possibly negative or from that standpoint that's blocking you from the positive aspect of the things that you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that would be so terrific. Like, if you can take the time to really get to know yourself mm-hmm. and how you tick and why you tick like that, that's that's a wonderful exercise. Um, but even if you can't, you still can override your thoughts. So you might not know, you know, that you have a fear of X, Y, and Z or that you're feeling unworthy or whatever. But if you put enough energy into the ideal that, you're loving whatever the thing is that you want. You put your all of your energy into that, then you can override that negative thinking. But the thing is, you have to do the work. And it's just mental work, you know? And it's so interesting because I call it, I call it my um, being la- mentally lazy because I'm like that. I typically have a meditation practice where I'm actually putting out into the universe the things that I want. I'm seeing it. I'm envisioning it. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. I'm tasting it. But a lot of times I get lazy with it. And I don't even know why. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go do my meditations. And then I'll be thinking about this and thinking about that. And I don't feel like doing it today. And I'm like, well, why? Like, why don't you feel like doing it today? This is going to change your life. (laughs) So what comes in? Just other stuff? Anything? Yeah, just anything. It's like sometimes anything is enough. But the point is that you have to be willing to override it. It's a, it's just a mental exercise that you can do. It doesn't take long at all just to put your energy every day on the things that you want. You need to vibrate in the same frequency of the mm-hmm. thing that you want. You need to think about it, love on it, taste it, touch it, feel it. The thing that you want every day. So with all of that, that's just life changing. You got to focus, spend some time with yourself, love yourself enough to put that time Mm -hmm. in there to know who you are and to change your mind from those thoughts. Mm -hmm. So that's good practice. So that's exactly what I would 
ask of the listeners to do this week okay. is really to take the week, the whole week, and every single day visualize the things that you want and just make it so real that you can touch it. I mean, if you can imagine that I walked across a hot bed of coals barefooted, and I did that in by working on changing my thoughts for three days. So in three days, what can you do? In a week, what can you do? In a month, what can you do if you put your energy on that? Yeah. Until next time, this is Arvette. This is Diana. Bye. Bye.